Welcome to Story Arc, Episode 10. This is a podcast where I develop story arcs with the help of guests and you, the audience, in the Fey Realms universe. I'm Trevor Sutton. Let's create! Okay, so as a recap, we have decided that uh, the conduit is stuck in a outside uh, hospital outside uh, the Temple University, which is what we decided what university in Pennsylvania. We discussed the conduit and his interactions with the whole Fey Realms universe. We've discussed uh, Matthew's involvement as far as what he is for the. Uh, the, the conduit and everything else and why he's at the university. And that brings us to our final point. Thank you, everybody who's been listening, especially you in Sweden. Thank you. This is our final episode of season one. And, uh, yeah. And my, my final guest is here, Sarah. She's awesome. Hi. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll be discussing all this and more. All right. And uh, I think that's it. We are we're we're in the home stretch for season one. I'm 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 super excited. And again, uh, uh, for those of you out there who are just listening, um, this is my illustrator and my sister uh, Sarah. She's she is is amazing, and uh, a lot of the art she's been doing for this thing is just completely outstanding. So I'm and I'm I'm super excited. So we'll we'll, we'll discuss that in a minute here. But right now, um, we need to do some last little uh, discussions on landscape, the story itself, and then. Uh, We'll, we'll we'll do some free time on other things. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the the super sappy intro. So much love. I'll Feeling edit it out. Don't love. worry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. But we need. Let's see here. We we need. I need to do some plot uh, definition for Emily and her boyfriend and Piper, especially okay. the area where uh, Piper's gonna myrtleize. Uh, Emily's boyfriend, and I think we, you and I were discussing how we were going to make Emily's boyfriend the spirit walker. We, yeah, we were, we were. Um, so is he? So when we talk about spirit walker, there's a couple different versions um, that you can actually find in myth and legend. One is a, a dream walker, so he can walk through other people's dreams, and uh, or um, and just essentially kind of discover motives and and who people really are by walking through their dreams. Um, another is a. a it's kind of like a dream walker, but, but like you said, a spirit walker to where he can go. Um, it's almost like astral projection. Yes. He is so asleep, but his his spirit or his his projection or whatever can go to places and see things not normally um, available. This also, in some in some different myths and legends, includes dimensions to where they can actually go into other worlds as well to observe things without being observed, which um, would be interesting if he could go into the Fey realms, but it would be, it would be even more interesting if the fairies could see him and that way he couldn't go there very often because they could mess him up um, that way. Oh, that's, that's some interesting. And maybe people's dreams are, are a different kind of universe, I guess, so to speak. So, Ooh, that would be interesting. <laughs> so his, I guess it, it wouldn't be so much as astral projections, so much as astral sight. Right. And I think that's a, yeah, kind of like a like a little eyeball he sends out. That'd be interesting to have just. There has to be some sort of danger with it, though. You know, you yeah. can't have 
typing. I would like it to be to where um, either the angels and demons and Fae can kind of sense that something is watching. Almost And perhaps they can kind of lash out and, and hurt him a little. And maybe if they do catch him and they do lash out, they can send something down the link back to him that kind of traps him and he can't wake up for like an extra day or it just hurts him and he can't project for a little while after that or something along those lines that makes it dangerous enough that he he does it you know typically what? just humans he's working he's working for uh for frank the editor who is oh. Faye. so maybe oh, okay. maybe when he first started working for frank he's like i'm gonna go see what frank's up to and frank oh. goes i don't think so and you know lashes out <laughs> yeah. at him and maybe he's like, I know who you are and I know what you can do. Guess what? You're going to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That'd be sweet. Well, then he also gets a warning, too, from Frank saying, you know, if you if you try and follow the Fae, this is what can happen to you. Ah, that would be that would be awesome. It would be his first interaction into that world. Perhaps before that, he just thought he was a, a gifted person that had a strange ability. And then he realized the world was bigger and that Frank was the best option uh, in terms of, like, protection against all oh, of these yeah. other things. Yeah. So I like that. I like that a lot. So he, so he's investigating. We talked about this last time. He is trying to investigate, is it Addison or is he trying to investigate the watchers themselves or, um, Marshall without knowing he's investigating Marshall. Maybe he's trying to investigate something he knows is going on in the background that involves perhaps the conduit. And Frank wants to know, maybe, maybe Frank sends him on an assignment to investigate Addison because he thinks there's a connection with all the things that are going on. Well, Frank's already interested in Addison, too. Right. So maybe he sends this guy out without telling him everything, and he's just trying to get more information. He says, hey, go investigate this girl. But what happens is he runs into um, Piper. I have it even better here. She's been at this college for a while. He's been on this planet for even longer than that. Right. He's already interested in Addison because of Tatiana. So he's using the spirit dude and has been using the spirit dude to keep tabs on Addison for a long time. Okay, okay. And is that how we got involved in Emily then? So Emily, as a reminder, yes. is Addison's friend who is dating this reporter who is working under Frank, who is the editor. And so as far as they know, he's just this goofy dude that's dating Emily. But in reality, he's been keeping close to Addison via um, well, maybe maybe he was investigating Addison and fell in love with Emily. I mean, there's some neat backstory we could do there that would work. But then he realizes and he sees Piper on the edge and never really takes note of her, except that maybe one evening while he's you know with Emily or he sees something kind of suspicious, so he decides to follow Piper. Oh, I've got an idea. I've gotten an idea. Okay, so we have the drunken night where Addison wants to show her friends what she can do. Yeah. She transports she has her whole thing of terrible things emily's super drunk she goes i gotta i gotta go i gotta go um and then piper stays right we have that whole scenario so what if um they feel a surge because addison's doing that and um this guy's already watching her anyway so say he's projecting to watch her he sees that go down and he goes oh dang i gotta report this but then he sees emily leave and he sees that piper stays and he goes well let me let me keep watching this for a second to see what happens and he sees piper um, either report in or do something nefarious and he goes oh shit but then last minute maybe maybe she knows he's there because she's special as well but she just doesn't let on someone on the other end goes someone's watching you oh yes and she I looks like right up at his little astral eyeball oh i like it and then so he does that tip him off though or is he still does he just disappear and he doesn't uh, and he's unaware because we can't tip him off because piper's got to lure him out to kill him well Check this out. You've already stated some of this stuff. 
You you said that uh, sometimes when these people interact with specials and they get noticed, they can send a physical backlash. So maybe something of someone notices him, she looks at him, and someone on either on the other end of the phone or whatever uses that line of connection to physically lash out at him, at which point she goes and collects his unconscious body, and he wakes up on a beach. Oh, no. Because he has oh. to wait for a day because he's been lashed out on. So when he wakes up, he goes, uh, how long was I out for? Yeah. And then, and we're, But see, we'd have to do it in such a way that we'd show her collecting his body and sh- what's going on. Because, and, It'd be kind of weird all of a sudden the report is there. That'd be kind of like weird jumpage. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, so, okay, so she, so Piper in the story so far, she waits for Addison to come back essentially, right? Yeah. Checks her, seeds the, the, uh, sows the seed of doubt about Emily just taking off really fast. And then after that, she makes sure that, uh, Addison. Because she sees that too. That probably, that probably tips him off a little bit too, seeing her talk about Emily because that's her, her, his girlfriend. So, wait, are we going to have him watching that long? Because I don't, um, uh, I feel like, I, I would, I, I would like it if the the phone call happens. He sees what's going on. He's a little bit alarmed. The backlash happens, and he's kind of put down. He's knocked out essentially, and he can't even project. And then she she waits for uh, um, uh, Addison to come back, and then she goes to find him. But see, that's that. There's a hole there. Dude, there it is. Okay, that's what she does immediately. She looks over her shoulder and looks at him, and she sees he sees her looking directly at him. He goes, "What the." F- and, he, and then she goes, uh, someone's watching me right now. You need to take care of him. Or, or does something to that effect? Or maybe she knows about him already because she's part of that group. Yeah, but he, he didn't know about her. She Instead of – because she doesn't really have that ability to, to screw with him. But right. her right. her detainment dude, Norco, does. Okay, but yeah, but how, they don't know where he's at though. They, That's they true. see the They see the projection. I would like I, – I like this a lot, but there's it's just a little bit wobbly. So – Okay. I, I feel like there should be a level of trust. I want her to lure him out. I want him to not know what she's capable of because um, I want it to seem like, oh, there's a hint of her not doing something right. She realizes he's there, and then when she she knows through this projection who he is yeah. through some means or another. I'm not sure how. And the next time she sees him, maybe she can slightly confront him and be like, are you different? And then he'll be like, he'll be like, you know, maybe he'll feel – uh, he'll want to investigate because that's what he does. He wants to to figure out, and he doesn't quite know that Piper is nefarious. He just knows that something is off. So she says, "Hey, I know some stuff, and I want to talk to you about it because I think you know." Oh, because okay, uh, and I like the idea too because I think if we added him in the scene and tried to put way too much in that drunken scene, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna feel too crowded as far as right. like plots and everything else goes. And we need to keep it simple and on target. Right. Right, right, right. And there's a ton going on with that. Anyway, we've got this whole wonderfully comedic setup with Addison going through her stuff. Yeah. And then when we come back, I feel like uh, with Piper, this will be kind of a flashback scene when it re- – because initially we won't know anything about Piper, but Piper will later have a flashback scene because he'll disappear. He'll be murdered. Addison will only know that he got murdered somehow. But maybe as Piper gets revealed to be evil, we'll have a nice little flashback scene. She'll be like, oh, well, I killed him. Marshall, Marshall's going to reveal it to her somehow because he wants to sow doubt in her friends and her relationships to stress her out, to make her whatever. So maybe he is going to reveal Piper and show show that Piper killed him. Not He's not personally going to do it. Again, right. he's he's going to use other other specials or other things or maybe send things anonymously to her, such as like a videotape of Jacqueline leaving Matthew's room just before she shows right. up right. to mess with her. 
Again, yeah. but again, she's not going to know it's Marshall. But but you and I knowing that Marshall can do this kind of stuff, yeah. maybe we can have Marshall again sow the seeds of doubt with certain things and reveal, yeah. you know, have things, have him and, mess and, and stuff. And honestly, most of the people around her will actually be thinking about her best interest, except for Piper. And but he'll use Piper as this perfect hinging point to cast doubt on everyone. Well, I've been thinking about that too. I I, I okay, Piper is crazy. But she yeah. can still like Addison. Yeah, totally, totally. You can you can totally have those two things be kind of intertwined to where and Piper maybe normally has assignments and she doesn't care about, but perhaps she actually kind of cares about Addison. But since she's so crazy, it comes out in different ways. Like her not instantly killing, you know, yeah. people are, uh, and that kind of thing. Or her, or her wanting to get rid of Emily because she wants more time with Addison, you know. Right. Or- it could be a, a jealous possessiveness. Any any number of things, and then and then her coming to the end of that conclusion, going, you know, I really really wanted us to be friends. It's a shame I'm gonna Ooh. have to end you now, you know. And her actually being sad that she has to kill her. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. The, the psychotic kind of confession of of friendship that is just like, well, I won't kill you as slowly as I normally do, or you know, just kind of, oof. Well, and see, yeah. that's the thing, too, that's going to be revealed, because she's going to set a real bad tone for the Watchers, but they're not bad guys. They just happen to mm-hmm. hire a bad person in this instance. Right, and, 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 and yeah. And Norco's there to kind of keep a lid on her. He's just not doing maybe the best best of jobs. You right. Know? And maybe he's just – he's got too much on his plate. I mean, between working for the Watchers and having to keep an eye on her, perhaps he was just uh, – I mean, because he might be an emergency kind of help for the conduit to help calm him down. Yeah. Or no, and then he's also trying to keep an eye on all these other new ones. Maybe, maybe at this time, because the conduit's coming to a stress point, this is causing a catalyst for a lot of gifted people to show up all at the same time. When typically there's only a couple that show up at a time, so he's overwhelmed and he can't keep an eye on this his partner, who is. Which much is the same uh, plot point behind uh, Tatiana and Oberon, and what that we were discussing. You know, things things are getting disrupted, messed up, and 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 probably purposely messed up because of the ancient and through the exactly. Ancient. Well, he's sowing chaos and insanity, and he's yeah. hands and everything. And there's just enough of a crack, especially since the conduit is getting weaker. Perhaps it's leaking through more, which is causing more of these things to happen. And just just in the, and it doesn't take much, you know. Know, just the wrong turn at the wrong time can cause, you know, a, a lot of bad things to happen all at once. So, okay, so to get back to it, so um, we've got the scene. Addison poofs away. Emily goes home because she's drunk. Piper's there waiting, and she notices that she's being watched. She's making a nefarious call, but it's just enough to cast doubt on her without actually having anything super evil yet. So this is we'll, – we'll decide how it gets displayed visually later, but for just the scene to be played out – um, perhaps she notices him. She approaches him later and says, "I I know you were there." Or she notices she notices him watching Addison. Oh, okay. Maybe and, that's the issue. She's like, and that's her jealous friend thing. She's like, ooh. "Who is this dude?" Yeah. What are you doing watching her? You know, I'm watching her. Okay, but she has to play it super cool because she's crazy psycho. Right. So she has to essentially say something to him that catches his attention, and she says, "Let's talk," because. I know you know things, and I know things. Maybe we can help each other, or maybe, you know, whatever, share information, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. She says, meet me at this time in this place, 
and we'll we'll discuss. So he shows up and he says, all right, tell me what you know. Yes. Let's figure this out. And she goes, yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you what I know. I'd love for them to have a nice full discussion to where some information is revealed. And he goes, this is great. Thank you so much for all the help. And she's like, oh, one more thing. And then she says something along the lines of like, you know, Addison is mine or, you know, not maybe not maybe that's too far, but I want her to. Oof, I want to have this great Or she scene. goes, how, how, how exactly were you watching Addison? And maybe he like shows her real quick and then pops out. She goes, oh, that's an interesting ability. And maybe he goes, well, what's, what's your ability? And she's all, let me show you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he gets melted. Yeah. Because I like this reoccurring theme of everything's normal, everything's normal, psychotic craziness. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's exactly. pretty psychotic craziness, you know? Exactly, exactly. And I'm so torn because visually I really want to have a lot of wonderful little cutoff points that cast doubt on her but don't show anything yet and then have a nice gruesome reveal later because I, I want Piper to stay as doubtful as possible for as long as possible. Okay, so at the point where she, she says, oh, yes, I have an ability too, we're going to cut off from that point. And then yes. later on when yes. they find out that, that Emily's boyfriend is dead – It'll yeah. do a flashback as to how she killed him. Ooh. And she'll just be sitting there quietly going, oh, no, that's terrible. And in her mind, it'll just be like this horrifying, melty scene. Yeah. And she'll just be like, my goodness, what, what could have happened? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like oh, it. That, and that'll be a good lead into certain things. And that way you, people can still kind of like Piper. Because I, I yeah. want Piper to be a good friend and, and just go – because I'm also thinking that maybe we're not going to kill her off in the end, but she's just going to no. be like uh, Norco's going to subdue her. Because we can have her have her own comic later, and I would right. love to do that. Have because Venom got his own comic. Why can't we have bad guy comics? <laughs> okay. Well, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna put her on ice then. We're gonna she's oh. gonna be subdued and maybe put in the psycho ward oh, somewhere yeah. nearby the conduit with some uh, with some uh, distortion to keep her, you know, just constantly um, being piped in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Take okay, I like it. Man. No, <laughs> yeah, and just have her show her just the being, you know, like crazy. Yeah. Sci- oh, you can have her smashing her head on the on the window with a with on a on a, a mirror with uh, with her with her vest on, and then staring at the broken glass, trying to get it to do what she wants it to do, and that oh, can be the last okay. scene, like her just like <sighs> like trying to break through the distortion. Oh, that'd be so messed up if they put her in with a mirror in a psych ward where they where they know she can't use her powers. That would be so messed up, so cruel. She would just go insane. But later on, we have a neat opening for that because later on, we know that they can uh, slowly work past distortion, and I don't think. Oh, they become acclimated to it? Yeah, and maybe she slowly, like, you know, and she just keeps practicing. And and you know how, like, you have those little add-ons? So, like, we'll leave her at one scene staring at the glass trying to work on it. But then maybe, like, at the very end of the comic, just to give another, like, teaser, we'll see, like, a little piece of glass wiggle or something. And then it'll cut off. And then that'll, you know, that'll go off in that direction. Um, And then we're going to go off. I mean, it'll it'll just leave because we have so many... So many offshoots of stories yeah. you can do for Captain Kinetic. Oh, definitely, definitely. Editor, I mean, just yeah. it's just going. You know, everywhere. I would also really like because I know that we're we're kind of we're giving Marshall to the ancient as a way to come back in, yes. and then um, Marshall's going to reappear and he's going to have a whole thing. It would be kind of fun for him to accidentally bust out. Um, Piper and have her join the team because I I would love for her insanity to be inadvertently linked to the ancient 
for her craziness to have been influenced to where maybe she is actually mentally ill and she's got some sort of psychosis, but it's just been amplified lately. And that's what led her to being this crazy, crazy person and murdering people is because the ancient took that and ramped it up. Oh. And okay. So here's another thing I've been working on the conduit. And because he's beginning weaker and stuff, um, this, this society, the watcher society and, and then the conduit and stuff, it's been around, it's been around since the earth has been made. It's been old. Okay. Cause he's okay. been, it's been switching off for a long time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Long enough for other people to realize that, Hey, there's a God on the other end here and maybe we should form a cult. Okay. So the, he has a small hidden group of cult worshippers, and then so when Marshall comes back, he's definitely going to be like, oh, you know. He's going to be the prophet. He's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be their cult leader. And she's, and I mean, she can definitely, and since she's in the hospital where a lot of these cult people are keeping an eye on that, I mean, he's going to have access to her, and he's probably going to go, yep, I know what I'm going to use you for. I know. Well, you're going to – yeah. So. Oh, man. Well, I mean that will be perfect because if – you know, when we get to the point where we either defeat the ancient or something gets figured out, Marshall has a redemption story. I would like her to have – I don't want her to have a full redeeming story because I would like her to still be um, – Our joker? A, a little bit because I, I, I would actually really love for her to have is – it, is it schizophrenia? Something that is realistic. The issue is – But it got is... amplified. The people, the the conduits, the people who are able to take over this the conduit position, like right. Marshall. They can sense enormous amounts of information, and also be able to handle it and take it in. That's what gives us the ability to kind of tap into the ancient and not go insane. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, when she I does it, she's insane. I mean, that's there's okay. no help for her. Yeah, go ahead. No, I got, it, I got, it, I got. It. So because we're talking about Marshall eventually redeeming and then becoming the conduit himself right yes. i would love she's with him she's his second in command and as she's with him that insanity just gets ramped up higher and higher and higher which amplifies her power but also amplifies her like i'm gonna murder everybody kind of thing when he gets turned into the conduit and it's finally like a new one is taken over of that position or whatever i would like him to absorb some of the crazy that was in her that got so ramped up to where she is like that's kind of her redemption is that she is um, knocked back to like normal craziness. Crazy. And I, I, I want her to like, ah, I got to think about it more, but don't worry. I, this is like 40 comic books ahead or 40 graphic oh, novels. I, ahead. Know, it's, no. I just, I really enjoy the character of Piper and I would really like, um, to put some, some, some depth into her. You know what I mean? I don't want her to just be like the, the typical bad person. That's like, just there. I wanted to have some extra stuff. So it would be awesome if she had like an, an actual mental issue that she was, that was just because she's human. She's still human. So she's still subject to things that happen to humans. But then the supernatural thing comes in and makes it like I mean, crazy more. I mean, yeah. I mean, she, she, her, her mental ego is already shattered with whatever's yeah. happened and now attaching to that thing and seeing what she's seen. I mean, yeah. Oh, and that reminds me. So I've been kind of doing characters just kind of based on people in my life and everything else, as you well know. <laughs> One of the characters, Emily, I've had a great idea for her because, as you know, she's tall, outspoken, <laughs> if that doesn't remind you of anybody else. <laughs> but we always go ahead and, and slam all these special abilities on people and everything else or sensing things. And, and what happens, though, I, I, I think there's a great opportunity for a section of – a, an intersection of stories 
that will involve maybe an investigator who investigates this stuff and just knows about it and has had the glamour lifted but doesn't have any special abilities but has enough contacts in the realm either through uh, the editor or whatever to be a investigator, a Constantine, a Batman, someone yeah. without powers but enough of information to be able to be – and maybe, maybe, um, <clears throat> maybe the editor – takes her under his wing, and, and maybe she takes over when he goes back to the Fey realm, and she becomes the new editor because of her link to the boyfriend and everything else. And there's a neat opportunity there to, to, to have an actual human and not someone who's overpowered or crazy, just someone who could be really affected by everything, and, and I think a really neat character in that direction. And that's what I want to drive Emily towards. I think she's going to be I an awesome it. set. I love it. I absolutely love it. The idea, because I mean, we, we need that. We need a human representative that's not always powerless. I feel like every time we watch these movies or comics about humans, they always kind of, they either have to be ridiculously rich with a ton of gadgets, or they just get trampled on by the people who are rich or who are, you know, super powered. You know what I mean? So having someone who is intelligent enough and, and for like different thinking enough, which is Emily is, she's quirky, she's different, and she's easily able to accept things that are out of the normal. She loves it anyway. Yeah. And I love this fact. She's, she's been reading this newspaper. Her boyfriend was one of the uh, reporters. She's been involved without even knowing it. And she's just a perfect slot in for this whole thing. And she's going to have so much power because of her connection to Addison, yes. because of her connection with all the things that happen. And she'll just, she'll just, be kind of part of it. I love it. I absolutely love well, it. What I think was going to happen though is we're going to we're going to roll up a Batman and Lois Lane type of deal, and she's going to take over for the editor, and basically be you know he's going to go, hey look I need to train somebody and I got to leave here and I don't want to leave this all this crap hanging around. I, I want to do something with it, you know. And maybe when I come back, mm -hmm. you know, I'll I'll do four ways back and forth to kind of keep you, but you're going to be my representative here. You yeah. Know? And then, but she takes on the mantle, so the editor just continues. Yes. Without her, like, without anybody knowing, because nobody ever really knows who the editor is anyway. Exactly. That'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. So she's gonna uh -huh. be like Batman and Lois Lane all wrapped up into one. And yeah. I think, I think it'd be, I think it'd be just awesome. So. Heck yeah! I know. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's so great. And I like, I like that her power is. Um, you know, information and her, her ability is her own mental intelligence, you know, the, the ability to see things as they are. And maybe that could be the one, the one gift that the editor kind of gives her um, is just that she can see. Yeah. And I mean, maybe she already had it. She already was looking for these things anyway. Yeah. And so he was like, well, you already kind of see them. I might as well just kind of lift this glamour so that nobody can do that. Well, that's what Batman does. That's what Batman's super ability is, is that intuition. He's always prepared for something. Yeah. And, and she's not, I mean, she's not going to be Batman. She's not going to be no. this awesome martial artist, but maybe no. she is going to be a mental martial artist. Maybe she's... No, I love it. I know, love it. So, yeah. Yes. Um, and I think, so we're going to, I mean, we'll, we'll run with that, but in order to put her in that situation... Um, what's gonna happen with her boyfriend? She's gonna she's gonna get betrayed by her friend. She's gonna Addison's gonna be like like lost in the wind all of a sudden running on weird ass adventures and she's like, What the heck's going on? Yeah, and she starts to investigate and she starts to try yes. to figure it out behind the scenes. Yes. That's because awesome. I love does. it. It'll be it'll be a real neat wrap in and to uh to and it oh she oh, okay. So that's how we're gonna wrap into the demon boxer. She's going to start investigating, and she's going to learn of Addison's brother, 
who uh. is the demon boxer, and maybe go ask him questions. Hey, why is Addison like this? What the heck's with this raven? <laughs> da 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 da. And but meanwhile, sh- he's just doing his own thing, and he's like, I don't know, I don't know what's oh, going. <laughs> there's there's a whole bunch of stuff surrounding him that's absolutely horrid. It's a horror novel type of deal. So it'll definitely put her in that Neuer situation. So when she starts going and investigate him, maybe she'll ask a few questions and leave, but just decides to tail him and sees this this stuff that happens around him. And that's how we're going to segue into him is through Emily investigating yeah. Addison and what the heck's happening and becoming the editor. And I, 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 I mean, it's, it's beautiful. So, so after okay. we're done with the, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's good. That's good. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm picturing a little scene in our, in the landscape series to where um, either Emily and Addison have a, a confrontation and Emily's like, I talked to your brother. I know something's happening. And then Addison was like, my brother. And maybe this could be the time to where she, maybe Addison still thinks he's in a coma from all the stuff yeah. that happened. Yeah. Cause he's been in a coma for a year. I completely Either that or, or he like disappeared or something after the coma and her Addison and her family don't know what happened or something like that, which would be great. And my brother's like, awake. Yeah. That would be great. Would be great. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it's that, that ties in so well. Oh, oh. I love it. Because then, then she's almost now she's like Batman and Constantine wrapped into one. Because Constantine was always dealing with the angels and the demons and this weird right. nasty stuff. And then because right. we can show her instead of because always with these Batman and Constantine and stuff like that, you always come in the middle of their. You know, it never shows them getting this information and becoming this person that they are. With yeah. this girl, I think we can show her becoming. Love it. I you love know, it. Becoming that investigator yeah. and that, that information wielder and power, you know, just, and then learning maybe little incantations and things to help her, getting yeah. items that help her, yeah. you know, because she's It's she's literally human. just her. She knows all the secrets. I would love for her to be trained by Frank, like you were talking about, to where he's like, all right, if you ever encounter a fae, this is a, a whole yeah. thing to help you in this situation. And she'll be like, and, you know, one day it'll look like she got backed in a corner, she got ambushed, and a fight's about to go down, and then she's going to do, she's going to look him dead in the eye. And she's gonna be like bam and they're gonna be like what no and she'll just like brush it off and like call her secretary and be like all right i need you to take care of this for me you know that would be awesome just that that foresight so she's like our little sherlock holmes where she's like always thinking and always prepared even if it doesn't seem like she is she's like freaking on it (laughs) oh man i can't wait to get to her ah oh we have so much to do Oh, I'm so excited that we're actually fleshing out these side characters and not just making them like a, I'm the goofy friend type. You know what I mean? I love it. I love that there's depth to each one of them. Well, ah. and that's and that's what this podcast is for. And that's what we've been right. doing this for is to make these comics. That's and right. in fact, um, and that's what I'm, I'm so happy about because this, this landscape is becoming, <clears throat> you know, uh, you are the artist. And uh, like we've been discussing, it's we've got the how many panels you got down? Three panels down? Oh well, four technically. Four just for panels. the for, just for the first five lines that have been written. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, so so I think the next thing we need to really discuss here is um, where we're headed with this, because um, we we've been saying graphic novel, and I've been looking into certain things because uh, we can release pieces of the graphic novel. Because um, if you're if you're getting like. 20 panels per chapter on this thing, right? Yeah, and it's going to vary. It's going to vary between the content of each chapter. But yes, it's, I mean, the, the visuals are are always, it, you, you can you can sum up a whole chapter in one image, and then sometimes a couple of lines are going to take 10 panels. It's, it's tough, you know? You 
figuring out the visually important things that happen in a story yeah. is the is the part that can be. Um, I mean, it, it's very important. So you have to focus a lot on on what information needs to be presented and how. So. Well, and and you're doing a beautiful job representing that and doing that. I, I I'm I'm so I I can't. I can't tell you, the audience, okay, how excited and what I'm feeling from seeing my, the the podcast that you have all been listening to, and then watching our artist, my sister Sarah, turn it into something amazing. And it's and and it is. This is this is what this is what this whole thing is culminating into is this um, thing. And so what I'm thinking is is um, we can do each chapter like one or two chapters. It can be a release of a book. You know, because depending, because uh, like you said, you didn't want it in an encyclopedia, and I've got a full right. Per well, book. we and we we want to have a nice full story right. that is that is beautiful, you know, that is all together. So we don't want to divide it weirdly. It needs to be. It needs to have a beginning, middle, end, regardless of whether it's the end of the story itself. Right. So we'll both you and I will work on critiquing each other and critiquing it to make it a, a full complete thing that is, that is beautiful and can stand alone, but is also part of a story as a whole. So well, the, the thing I was thinking of is while we're releasing it, are we going to release it in 20 page comics or you want to release it in 150 page like graphic novels? Well, that's, that's actually a really good point because you and I are working right now on, on opening a Patreon as well as several other social media sites. And that Patreon, Patreon is a great place for our listeners to actually keep up with the content as it develops, not only through the podcast, but through these actual um, artistic endeavors. So what's what and you and I will discuss this further. But what I'm thinking of is uh, eventually we'll get to a point to where I can release a couple of panels um, uh, over the, a week. So we'll have, and perhaps I'll do a panel on Monday, a panel on Wednesday, a panel on Friday, or three panels at the end of the week, et cetera. And um, our different levels of Patreon um, subscribers can either see it early if they'd like, or they can um, get some some uh, very specific artwork that will not be available to the general public over time. We're going to develop a whole a whole thing around this development because not only do we want that podcast, but we want uh, tangible physical graphic novels for you to read and enjoy. And uh, as these characters develop too, there's going to be a lot of content involving each one of them specifically that won't be in the graphic novel itself that you can enjoy and even add to perhaps as we have discussions and Q and A's and then just, uh, you know, our viewers who we've loved so much right now, all, all 100 of you. <laughs> Here's looking at you in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> And so there's going to be so much content that we're working on right now. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll come out with an official schedule, and the Patreon should be up very soon for you to start taking a look at and start helping us realize our dream here. And comment. We want you to comment on our stuff. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You know, be critical. We'll, we'll take it all in a thing, and and yes, we may we may completely ignore some of your suggestions. It's probably going to happen a lot. <laughs> we will discuss them, though. We will decide. We, we we won't just ignore. Also, please be nice to us. Don't just say mean things. And if they're good <laughs> enough, we'll bring you on the show. Maybe we'll have private discussions. You know, that can be. Uh, you know, you can be part of the creative team, so to speak. Yeah, we love. It. But either way, it's it's turning out. I think. Uh, it's definitely enabling us to make 
this come to reality in a lot easier sense. My writing has been so easy because of the podcast. It, it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and and same thing for me. Talking, hearing people talk about this, and hearing the excitement just helps the illustrations come to life. So anybody who wants to put in what they see and what they feel when they hear these kind of discussions, it just makes everything so much better, so much better. And we're definitely going to make it more accessible to, to, to you, the listeners, too. Obviously, um, us starting up, the uh, the Podbean hasn't been too uh, reactive to, to comments or anything else like that. But 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 uh, but here soon, it's going to be open, and, and please, you know, join in. Let's create yeah. together. It's going to be great. Yeah, I like that. I, you should do a whole segment on let's create together and just have it as a Q&A section for our listeners. Oh, yeah, 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 that'd be excellent. And let us know. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Anyway. So so here we are. We've made this uh, – so far we've mentally created this this awesome this awesome uh, comic, this awesome graphic novel together. And, awesome uh, world. <laughs> this has yeah, this whole universe, in fact, <laughs> and uh, involving uh, Addison and – her, her little adventures here, and uh, I think so. What's going to happen towards the end of this thing is Addison's going to, you know, where do we go from here? Addison's fought in the Fey realm. She's lost and gained friends, seen met death, and and seen uh, the eldritch gods and and survived, so to speak. Um, you know, where do we where do we go at this point? What do you think would be good? Oh man. Well, I mean, you know my answer. You know where I want to go. <sighs> can we talk? Can we can we do it. Let's let's do it. Okay, you, the audience, you get a special treat. We're yes. gonna we're gonna give you we're gonna give you uh, a little uh, preview into season season two. It will no longer be called Landscape. It will be the Raven Queen. Raven Queen. That's right. Ah. Our podcast in two months. We're gonna put out our first episode one of season two. The Raven Queen, no longer a landscape, so. Yes. So, 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 as many of you know from listening to this podcast, from Trevor calling her a crow like 50 million times, it's actually a raven, <laughs> and she is the Raven Queen. Um, as a part of, of I, I, we, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but she is Tatiana, the, the rightful ruler of the Fey realm, and. Deposed oh, queen. Badass. She's a badass. She's a crazy. She's super crazy, but she's also pretty. Man, I am so excited. She's Piper crazy. I... <laughs> Dude, she's above Piper crazy. Can we, if we put those two together, Tatiana would just like, she would show her up in every way. It'd be it'd be great. <laughs> Man, now all I want is like a little side scene of those two meeting and just like eyeballing each other and just being like. Mm. <laughs> well, well, let's let's bring the audience in on this. So, so Tatiana is the Raven Queen, okay? But she's most notably the Raven in landscape. She's the one that's been looking after <laughs> after uh, Addison and making sure she's you know okay in certain situations. Maybe dropping a piece of paper when she needs it. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Um, <laughs> but she she isn't just a Raven. She's as as uh, Sarah has said here uh, very excitedly. She's the Queen of the Fae, Tatiana. That's right. And after this, uh, she is she needs to get her she needs to get her queendom back. She's because she got she got kicked here. Uh, she didn't just become a raven and decide to to hitch that with Addison. Well, she's been here for a long time, following Addison's line. We're gonna be dealing with so so how how do we get? That's what needs to be discussed here. How do we get Tatiana back to the Fey realm? Right. So I mean, we we do have 
yet another side story that involves characters who haven't really been talked about much in landscape. Um, we've talked a little bit about Oberon, who is going to be set up as the ultimate bad guy for Marshall to convince Addison to help him rescue Tatiana, yes. who at this point has this mysterious mother figure of the Fey Realms who has been wronged. And we find out that she's actually the raven that's been following Addison, right? So in this other separate story that has to do entirely in the Fey Realms, we talk about... Um, Funny enough, I love the comparison between the two. Addison and her brother are both two characters caught in these world-changing events. Meanwhile, Tatiana herself had a little brother called Malachi. Now, Malachi was also caught up in events that he was just, poor guy, was just thrown around in without <laughs> consent or without any, like, what the heck was really going on, this poor guy. And we'll have a whole story on him, which I'm very excited to put together Essentially, what happens is, uh, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but Malachi is the breaker, inadvertently, of the curse Tatiana is under. Through very tragic circumstances, she is released and must gather her followers, whoever's left, whoever she can find, to come back and reclaim everything Oberon has took from her. Which could be an interesting caveat into the Raven Queen. So when she gets back there, maybe she has to find her generals, her people who have who are still ravens. Or maybe they're yeah. not. Maybe they suddenly discover no, themselves. No, yeah, because the curse Faye. is broken. And so she goes to their corners of the kingdom trying to find... <clears throat> find? Yeah. And now they, suddenly... were, they were banished across the blue sands. There's a there's a desert. Uh, I'm, I'm seriously debating making it a sapphire desert because that would just be gorgeous. Um, so uh, there's the Fey Kingdom and then a, a desert land that is just brutal. And also a place the where... still seas. Yes. Because it doesn't move because it looks like an ocean, but it's hey. not moving. <gasps> and the, the wind is so seas. awful, it literally makes the dunes move. But since they're sapphires, it's brutal and angry and, and just oh, deadly. Yes. And cutting. Oh, that would be great. Oh, I love that. So um, the, the fairies that were on Tatiana's side, her faithful followers, they were also transformed into ravens long, long ago before she even came to Earth and were banished across the still seas. Oh, I love that. That's Into awesome. a place that was not very hospitable, but they survived. So when the curse is broken on her, it is also broken on them as they kind of are scattered around the Fey realms, perhaps. Oh, and we can't forget the fingernail trolls. Okay, so right. and uh, when Malachi was banished to yeah. Earth because of um, fighting against Oberon and, and trying to retake the throne, he was cursed and lost his memory, forgot even Tatiana was uh, his sister. So he yeah. he tries to fight Oberon, loses magnificently. Oberon takes him and his followers, rips their wings from them, rips their magic from them essentially, and sends them into a peat bog in Ireland, where they right. where they slowly manifest themselves and slowly try and they want to get back because of revenge. They're twisted, and so the only the only magic source they can get because they're only they're only like I don't know ten inches tall. Their only our, magic yeah. source yeah is to is to gather lint and fingernails and hair clippings from small children as they're sleeping or from to, to gain access to the mother. It's the only thing they have, the only way they can do it. They found basically some kind of weird – anyways, they're fingernail trolls. They're the things that live under your bed at night. Yeah, they're, they're dark because they're reduced to the lowest form of what they can be. They have – they're cut off from everything, from their source of life essentially, and it – and their, their way of surviving them. twists them into terrible things. So the thing is, is they're not under the curse originally set by Oberon. So there's nothing to break for them. They're just these twisted little creatures that have been But taken remember what in. we do in the fable. 
when when she kills him, he resets yeah. back to his form. He gains his his true. former glory back. But okay. at the same time, you know what? We need fingernail trolls in the real world. I know, I, mean, I know, be because such... they're part of it. They're part of it. I would love for them to um uh, to because I mean to there's no way to save them. Their wings have been ripped off. Yeah. And so perhaps they help Tatiana, but they, they, they're, unfortunately, they're just stuck the way they are. It's been too long. They've been there for too long. They've been too twisted. Well, they've been uh, there for, for hundreds of years now. So, I mean, they might as, well, might as well just be set in their ways, and they're separate from the fairy realm. They've been separated from the Great Mothers, so they haven't been recycled back and forth. Ooh, but, well, there would be such a great scene, because, you know, after Malachi perishes, perhaps Tanya, Tatiana goes to find her own followers, and she stumbles onto them, and she realizes what has been done to them by Ooh. over. Ooh. And she goes insane with just anger that her her people have been treated this way. And so maybe she, maybe she leads the portion. Maybe she goes, you know, for those of you who want to come and help me fight, you know, I'll, you yeah. can have. I'll give you some land when we get back to the Fey realm. Yeah, yeah. And, but you can also get your revenge on Oberon. Right, and I mean, she is powerful enough to help them, but there's perhaps that once your your wings are gone, there's nothing that can happen for you. Yeah. But she does promise, you know, some sort of of uh, what is it called? Uh, revenge. I like that. I like that. And so that can be definitely an issue in the kingdom later on that these creatures have now been created that they're, they're essentially goblins. Yeah. Um, and that that will cause strife in her kingdom with the, the normal fairies and then the goblins who've been created due to this passing. Ooh, that'll be great for the future. Anyway, yes, perhaps there, um, I would really like for there to still be an access to the portal in Ireland. And that's where she has to go in order to get back to the Fey Realms. The fingernail trolls can't go through it because they no longer have wings. Um, but they can show her where it is. And with her power and her help, and maybe with Addison's help, they can go back in through. Yes. <clears throat> she reveals herself to Addison at that point. Oh, wait. Okay, so here's, here's the no, issue. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. The, okay, so for those of you... Who don't realize this? Um, there's going to be a point where uh, Matthew is in love with Addison, and uh, things are going to take their normal course. And, and in keeping this PG, they will have a <clears throat> a child. Um, the child is going to be attacked by Malachi in his twisted fingernail troll form, uh, whereupon Tatiana will uh, be quite upset because it's her she's the, she's following this family she comes in saves the child from Malachi uh killing Malachi whereby breaking the curse at which point she needs to go back so there's going to be oh 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 I've got it I've got it I've got it hit, <laughs> okay. hit it so the scene where Malachi is revealed I mean the little girl is still there and perhaps she's startled awake and she's she's like what the heck is going on in this flash of light and Tatiana's revealed and she's crying over this dead body in her arms which is her brother and the little girl sees it and she's you know there's a lot of mo there's a lot of uh, stuff going on so Addison and Matthew come in and see the raven transform into Tatiana and Addison knows that something's been going on with this raven for a long time and now the little girl has and the little girl's been watched over and it's just a, a known fact they don't know why but it's just been there and so Addison gets to see this and they finally have a communication between Tatiana and Addison and the little girl as well and they become you know maybe Tatiana maybe it's not like a finished thing like I'm here this is who I am here's a great reveal I, I would like something like that but not so like laid out perfectly you know what I mean because I want we're having some other issues here too we gotta watch mm. out here that's <clears throat> I mean uh, so directly after this, Matthew and Addison don't have any more issues. They get together, have a kid, and six years later, we've got uh, little, little whoever this is. So are we are we continuing the Raven Queen six years down the line, <clears throat> or do or I mean, because that's a lot of time there between. 
Um, I guess I guess we could have Sebastian's or uh, the the Demon Boxers adventure in that in that time frame, and we'll jump and maybe Addison and Matthew can do a few things, but she's gonna be pregnant and watching a kid and doing that stuff at that point, right? Okay, so maybe maybe instead of Addison and Matthew coming in, it's just the little girl who has seen this, and uh, and that's the thing. And Tatiana's gonna go off on her way, and she's gonna be like, "Take care of yourself. I'll be back to check on you." And the little girl's like, "What the heck's going on?" But she goes back to sleep, and then we continue on with Tatiana. And perhaps Tatiana comes back later to the little girl and um, either enlists the little girl's help because she has a power either. Well, she's going to be a, she's going to be Addison's line. She's going to be very powerful. Right. We just got to figure out what that is. But uh, maybe we don't need her to help get the, through this portal. Maybe the portal's still there, but you just can't access it without wings as a final taunt from Oberon to these wingless fairies. Matthew, we haven't decided yet. We still need to flesh him out as either an angel or a demon. The, the binding of those two things is going to make a human who's been influenced by the Fae that is also has aiming angel, demon, you know, whatever essence in her. Maybe she's going to be the first human that can fully access the magic. Tatiana sees that, decides to take her and, and enlist her and then train her. But unfortunately, she's six years old, so that's probably going to piss Addison off. Yeah, that would be that would be. A but lot that of would fun. be a well, reason. Tatiana can't do it yet, though, because she has to take back her kingdom. She can't involve a child because overall, she loves the children. Um, even if she kind of treats them like they're cute little puppies that she returns to the pound. Um, but so in this in this particular story, it's about her reclaiming her kingdom, not bringing the child in yet. So maybe she just uses the child to open up the portal. Okay. And so it comes back for the kid later. Perhaps, yeah. Maybe she. Oh man. So is she going to be taking this little girl? I mean, because she again, well, she'd she have to go to Ireland. Hmm. You know what? I, know. I think I think I th- okay. We need to, We need to dial that back there. This is about yeah. the Raven Queen. This is about her getting her kingdom back. Right, right. It is her story. So she's gonna she's gonna kill Malachi. The little girl's gonna see her. Nobody else is gonna see her. Just that little girl. No. And yeah. She's exactly. gonna go. It's time. You know, she's queen now. She's got her full herself back. And at that point, she's gonna go stay with your mother. Da 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 da. da or you know, watch over your mom or whatever. I'm talking. You know, says some parting thing to the little girl. Yeah. And then she goes off. <clears throat> to fulfill her destiny as the Raven Queen, as Tatiana, aka right. let's go, let's go kick Oberon's butt. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, I think the fingernail trolls. Let's use them as the way in. She'll find some that to are still in the To find the portal back. Yes. So she has to find them through the U.S. and then she has to go back to Ireland to where they were initially brought through. Malachi says, "Talk to my people. They'll help you get back." Okay. Well, okay. And as well as part of death, Tatiana. Oh, you know, da da da. da you know. Have him give her something instead of because we can't give him a long speech as he dies. You know what I mean? So let's have him. She takes something from him, a necklace or something that he's kept. And then she goes to find her people and she stumbles onto these fingernail trolls and they see she's wearing Malachi's whatever. Insignia, whatever he has. Something that he has that they that distinguishes him. Um, Remember at one point I was doing illustrations for Malachi series and there is an armband um, that essentially the military of the Fey realms wears to signify who they are, kind of like oh, dog. like an old piece of oh mayonnaise. Yeah. And she takes it because it's the only thing left on him that's not tattered and disgusting. See what I mean? Yes, and then it would definitely go like blow her head up. She's like, oh my god. Yeah. And maybe she wears it as a significance. Yeah, like like you said, she takes it from Malachi. This is what I have yeah. left from him. And she wears it because it is it is you know her brother, etc. 
So and she goes and to find her people, and she has no idea about the fingernail trolls. She just thinks something happened to Malachi. She has no idea. And she goes to find her people, and perhaps she can send out a call that fairies naturally respond to, because, I don't know, she's the queen. Or she and can track fairies. She can track fairies, and she can yeah, track... She knows where they are, just because she sense them and perhaps she notices that there's something distorted and terrible about this the things she's sensing yeah and she and and she's just completely enraged she just can't believe what they've been turned into she recognizes them for what they are now because her power is no longer leashed as a raven because as a raven she couldn't see anything but this horrible monster coming towards this child she loves and now that she is a full queen, she she understands on a deeper level what's happened, but doesn't really accept. She can read the magic like a book. And so she sees them, and she realizes what's happened. She can see the jagged remains of their wings coming out of their backs, and she sees what's happened, and she is beyond furious because the number one rule in these realms is that you don't ever ever do that. That's like that's like dying without death, because they continue to live forever. And they can't change. Their energy can't change into – they can't recycle into – That's why they twist. Because they can't become part of the cycle. They're removed from the cycle that they are meant to be a oh. part of. And it's horrible. It's the worst thing ever. And no, that's that's never allowed to happen ever, no matter what. Death is the only punishment because they get recycled back into it. Yes. But taking someone's wings is the worst, and Oberon has done that. Yes, inexcusable. Yes. Inexcusable. Oh, and I know how we're going to drop the hint as to where the fairies are or the where? fingernail trolls. Ah. Okay, because something oh, I can just sense where they are. It's not, look, right. we got somebody who wants to get her back just as bad as anybody else. Right. Duh. <laughs> and now that she's freed, I mean, he's more than a capable to, to show up. But he doesn't have to show up as Frank either. He can just no, show no, up as Puck. He's... He is Puck. He is exactly. Puck. He's the balance between the the three of them. They are the they are the tribe force. Oh man, not to do a Legend of Zelda reference there, but they are the the three that balance out the realm. And with Oberon throwing off the balance, he now has to try to re reestablish what that balance is in the realm. Yes. For those of you who are coming in and listening now, this is a giant spoiler. Frank, Super Frank, giant. the editor. The the man in the center of landscape turns out he's Puck, the 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 guy that keeps Tatiana Oberon on a on a tight leash from from doing exactly what happened. But exactly. under his watch, Tatiana got messed up and sent to the human realm, and he has been here as the editor trying to figure out how to get her back to yes. the Fey realm to restore balance. Yes. And in this instance, he's finally done that um, through backhanded measures. And now he's going to reveal himself to Tatiana and show, and because they both need a, a portal to get back, they're going to go to the, the, uh, fingernail trolls. Yes. They're going to find a way to convince them and go through whatever trial to gain their trust. Uh, that'll be a full book there to yes. find the portal, to get back to Oberon, yes. to wage war in the Fey realms. And to re- reclaim the balance. Okay, so for those of you who have, have watched or read or whatever A Midsummer's Night Dream or know any kind of mythology involving fairies, there is Tatiana and Oberon, who are the king and queen of the fairies, and they are always at war at some point or another. And then there is Puck, or in other terms, if you look at the at the mythos, there is the fool. Now, the fool is this mischievous character who has no real allegiance, but is weirdly powerful, but also just so silly. And what he does is he creates imbalance. Um or at least he seems to. He is the chaos to the order that this kingdom um, c- 
create. So the king and queen are two pieces of this balancing force. They oppose each other. But what happens if one gains more power over the other? That is when Puck, in our story at least, comes in. He is the balance between the two of them. He if Tatiana gains too much power, he partners with Oberon in a mischievous way to make sure she is brought back down. He is the checks and balances to their um, to this, right. this whole world. In order so to keep the Fae this. moving in a, in a certain direction and not yes. spiraling out of yes. any type of chaos or crazy so that the experiment yes. can continue on. He is the he is the balance to it. And in this case, something happened. Something terrible happened to where Puck was not able to do his job and Oberon was able to become so much more powerful. And that's how this whole story happened. And we think it has something to do with the ancient. We believe that that's what we believe as if we're reporting this story right now. <laughs> well, maybe the conduit is is spiraling out of power. They haven't found the new one yet, and uh, Puck sees what's going on with the connection and, and starts seeing. And maybe the ancients kind of maybe contacting him, and his attention gets drawn away. There's a billion things we can do in that direction. Well, yeah. Well, I'd love for the ancient to to make something happen that causes Puck to have to disappear into the mortal realm or something else. And just at that point that the ancient makes uh, Oberon a deal because he knows Puck is away and he knows Oberon is. Or he just pushes him psychically to do the things he did because Oberon's in a situation, too, where he's not, you know, he he was put in a situation to where he was going to take over a kingdom. But instead, he was left there and he decides to just party. And it and he without any direction. At that point, the ancient comes in and pushes him to decide to oh, you're being scorned by your woman or you're being this at which point, you know, things take yeah. off in a in a totally bad direction. Okay. So Tatiana's released, Puck comes through, so we have to keep Puck loyal to what his character is. He can't swoop in and just give her everything. He yes. has to maintain his mischievous, foolish because his whole persona is that he actually knows way more than he lets on, but he acts silly and stupid and who talks in riddles and poems, you know what I mean? So he has to come to Tatiana in a way that she doesn't recognize him in a way that he gives her what she needs without fully helping her without just being like, Hey, let me help you. He's going to have to, he's going to have to come in and just point her in the right direction. So what would he, what would he use? Cause, cause so far we've been using, he's been using Addison and you know, right. to, to do that. To release Tatiana, which is his, his role in that has been great. But we talked about the editor going off on these little small adventures, but people don't know where he is. Then he comes back a couple days later and he's got like, you know, wearing different clothes or disguises or something else. He's just a silly fool. So Tatiana perhaps um, goes out into the world to search for something. She doesn't know what, but we've got a wandering scene. She's she's herself again. She's powerful again, but she's in this different She's locked world. in this realm, yeah. She's lost, and she doesn't know how to get back. So perhaps she runs into a drunken man on the street. Oh. And he goes, oh, you're a sexy lady. Well, you want to you wanna come home with me? And then he, you know, she looks at him like he's stupid, and she's like, ugh. And then he says something. He says something um, just in passing. He's like, you know, those those yeah. people you're looking for, they're uh, they're just a couple houses down. And she goes to this like shanty, this house that's crumbling and disgusting and overgrown. And inside are the the fingernail trolls or something like that. You know what I mean? To where he has to be that guiding person, but he cannot interfere directly with her or Oberon. That's the deal. It has to be a nudging. So maybe yeah. maybe he sparks a memory in her. Uh, something yeah. that that uh, Malachi likes to do. Maybe maybe Malachi was in the caving back in the day, and then she realizes that ah oh, no, 
It needs to be, I mean, it has to have a bit of a modern twist on it because they are in the modern world. Um, it also has to be something that the readers won't notice entirely. They'll just think maybe this guy's... Well, how? Okay, didn't we have um, Puck notify her that her... Or notify that Mal notify Malachi of the super powerful girl to get energy from. So, I mean, that's how we got Malachi to go after the girl because Puck showed her, and that that will uh, that's gonna be something we. we you do. know what I I think what I'd like is that Puck transforms into one of these wingless fairies, and it goes, well, why don't we just take the power? And he's uh, he's in the crowd, and he just shouts it, and Malachi gets an idea because he's you know and he says you know whatever. so in that vein maybe and during her travels she sees one of these fingernail trolls oh right really away puck, from her. And, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he, a, and a he shadowy her. movement that she notices the power in but she doesn't know what it is and he she goes on a chase through the city to a place where they're at and, and that was he actually leads he leads her to them nice Nice. And then he doesn't have. Then it's just. And then he just leaves at that point. You know, it could have yeah, been just. He a, disappears like mysteriously in front of this, you know, place wherever they're gathered at. And I, I really want it to be this nasty, you know, either house or cave or alleyway or something disgusting where they're living. <laughs> well, they're coming from peat bogs. They're coming from Ireland. Right. Maybe a park, a really nasty park with trees that have fallen down and, and swampy land. Louisiana has... Bayou. <laughs> Wait, why are they in Louisiana? Is that where uh, we're going to have Addison and her family settle in Louisiana? No, 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 no. Okay, Addison, uh, um, okay, Addison, Tatiana and Addison, she stayed, they, they both came from Ireland because that's where the portal, that's where the portal from the Fey Realm to the human realm is. It's in that peat bog. And so when Addison's family leaves from Ireland, they take Tatiana with her, but right. Malachi comes in after, so he comes in and he migrates with more Irish uh, or before. No, no, he comes in way before her. He comes in. Uh, he comes in to Ireland way before her. Yeah, because the the War of the Wings happened before he yes. got banished, so yeah. she's there first. Ugh, man, I'm getting stuff muddied in my head. No, no. Okay, so listen. So Malachi goes to war with the Ravens. Yeah, she gets banished her. after the War of the Wings to the Earth. So they're on Earth. Before Malika gets there, so she would have been in the U.S. by the time he shows up in Ireland. Yes. Or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Those. She would have been there first. Yes. Which is important because that way she doesn't know he's even banished or yes. that he's twisted or anything else. Nothing. Nothing. So, so and she's been thing. following this family line and been taken care of by them for for a couple generations now. Yeah. And then. Um, to Pennsylvania. So they're in Pennsylvania. So what I'm talking about is Addison. Um, is she going to stay in the East Coast area? Well, Addison is. Yeah. They're all staying okay, in the so, East Coast. Because when this is – Tatiana's release when Addison and Addison's little girl is attacked by Malachi, right? So this is an East Coast town, um, and then Tatiana's released. And so where is Tatiana at the point of her release? Are they still in Pennsylvania? Did Addison oh, – are you talking about after college, after everything else? This is – we yeah, have a little daughter, and where do they settle down? Exactly, because Tatiana's released when um, Malachi attacks Addison's daughter, right? So where are they now? Where did they move to that um, Malachi had, you know, where oh, okay. are they? I mean, they have the power to travel, but she's an art major. So where? I mean, there's where... a lot of East Coast stuff. I mean, you could do anywhere in the Midwest to the East Coast to the West Coast. I mean, but if her parents are in Pennsylvania, perhaps she stayed closer to them. Malachi, I mean, Matthew has no connections to anyone because he's, you know, an angel or a demon, so he doesn't care. 
and she probably develops from contacts in Pennsylvania through the college and everything else. So let's have her stay. And just for story's sake, yeah, I think uh, having her stay in Pennsylvania would be really good. Yeah, it, plus East Coast flight to Ireland is a lot closer and easier. Getting access to go back to the motherland is yes. easier if we're on the East Coast than anywhere else. At which point, I think maybe we just need to study maybe some... Some parks and some natural... Um, yeah. To see where they're at, see where they move to. Yeah, because if there is a neat, I mean, even if there's something oceanside, perhaps they're living in sea caves on the ocean, because that reminds them most of Ireland, and that's the most familiar. Um, or, I mean, there's tons of parks, there's tons of forests out there, and perhaps they move into a forest, and that's where they live. But the forest gets disgusting and corrupted because of their presence, because well, of what they turn into in trees. Oh yeah, that'd be gross. Tatiana would be like, "Why am I in this place?" <laughs> 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 I mean, that'd be someplace she really doesn't want to go or would ever even think of looking. Right, right, exactly. It has to be something that she's like, why are my people here? Why are they Why are they in this place? And then she just realizes with horror what's happened to them. Yeah, because they wouldn't want to be around. Cause no, nothing that reminds the... them of what they lost. Exactly. Maybe I mean I mean wallowing in self pity to the point where they're you know living in a dump literally and that and that way they'd have a bunch of stuff to kind of make their own and and do and and create a tunnel system because what that's what else we need to do is discover because maybe they're by the sewers maybe they're using the underground sewers as a as a, oh. as a transportation to kind of Ooh, get they're around. crawling up through the toilets and the pipes to get these children yeah I mean they're Ooh. I mean we, we might as well you know put them through some crud or at the very least you know the dumps are near subdivisions and housings and stuff like that so they're they're coming from the dump so and and i think uh, some of the stuff like they had they can make potions from the children's stuff that's as close to magic as they can get and they yeah. use these potions to either turn into small animals or work small amounts oh. of magic do you get know what i'm saying so okay, they maybe get... they turn into rats and cats exactly litters that can come and infiltrate so that they can continue to survive through that exactly and have some connection to the magic too because okay. in, in a lot of way, I mean, Marshall and them are, are much in the same thing. They've come from the fairy realm, lost everything, and they're yeah. surviving on pure hate alone. So it's yeah. it's the same thing, you know. And they and they found this small connection to the mother, you know, as crappy as it may be through right. the refuse and, and clippings and stuff of small children or yeah. and garbage. So And it's going to reflect in that. They'll turn into rats. They'll turn into moles. They'll turn into, you know, yeah. things of that nature. Probably critters. Exactly. And it'll make them it'll it'll make them that much more pitiable. In fact, we can make them almost tribal, you know, because they've been. Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they they've turned almost animalistic. They've turned yes. they've turned so feral because they they've been they've been cut off from everything. Yeah, and they've they've gone completely animalistic into their their thinking and their way of stuff. So they're yeah yeah yeah. And so and perhaps the communication they've... with them can be very very hard because they don't quite understand anymore it's a you know and obviously she'll be speaking like the mother tongue which they haven't heard in a long time they maybe they, they don't talk that way to each other anymore there's a language that the fairies use perhaps that they they are just like what what you know and they're they're trying to yeah, they haven't heard it for hundreds of years because they've been so disgusted with anything <laughs> fairy they just completely cut it off Fine. yeah yeah we'll just talk we'll just talk english or well you know what i really gutter. like is that the the wings allow them to talk in a language that they they that is specifically theirs through the magic and what is in ireland they have gaelic gaelic so maybe they speak in gaelic oh my gosh that'd be great i love gaelic 
But that's, it's totally put some Gaelic in there, and they're just like spouting it off. Yeah, and that's how they talk, because that's. Oh, it's so great because it's it's a little it's a beautiful language, but it's got a little bit of like a guttural. It's got such an interesting sound to it that I love, and that would be great for them because they're like oh a drug, and you're just like what the heck is happening? Oh, that'd be great. Yes, yes, because okay. I mean they were yes <laughs> that that works perfectly. It. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've always wanted to learn Gaelic anyway. That'll be awesome. Oh, good. And then we can learn some. Maybe maybe they'll they'll pull in some Irish culture in there too. The the Gaelic knots and all the other yeah. the stuff because oh, maybe and, oh, they cross pollinated their culture and stuff yeah. because the the Irish set out bowls of cream for things. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. So we can. I mean, we can exactly. definitely tie that in and, and make there things was... work. All kinds of household things, setting up bowls of cream. If you spilled salt, uh, a fae couldn't hurt you or do anything because it had to count every single grain of yeah. salt. Um, all these little things that still perhaps work on these trolls. And this is why they, they only come out at night because they the people learned how to kind of distract them and keep them from harm. Or maybe it works on them because they've been torn asunder from the magic and now they have these OCD problems and, you know, or they're <laughs> just consumed <laughs> by things, you know? Real psychoses that... <laughs> all the stuff we're going to need to discuss on season two. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's time. <laughs> Oh, so sad. <laughs> well, that's it. That was the end of season one. Ah, so many, so many things to keep going with. I'm so excited for season two. I'm so happy with how season one has come along. Ah, is this has been an awesome, awesome project. Dude. I am, I am so pleased. I'm so pleased with everything and how it's grown and what it's growing into and and definitely the prospects for it. I'm, I'm excited for for the future of the Fey Realms. And thank you. Thank you for t- taking part. This is going to be awesome. Oh, I can't wait. And uh, and yeah, and, and keep to all of those listening, keep a lookout for um, all of our social media sites, which are going to be popping up very soon. Look at our Patreon. Keep listening to our podcast. You guys are the reason why this has turned into such a beautiful world of diverse people and amazing things. So please, please, please don't hesitate to contact us and try to get on the show and comment I mean, even if you just want to send us little messages, uh, if Podbean doesn't want to cooperate and let you send messages, send it to us. We're going to mention the sites um, here soon. You can comment on there if you'd like. Look for the con- or look for the graphic novels. They're going to be released here sometime in the future. Yes. This is going to produce something for you, the audience. We're creating. I am Sarah. I am the illustrator for this project in the Fey Realms universe. I'm going to be creating the graphic novel as well as artwork and perhaps merchandise for the future. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Sarah and Dipitus. Sarah, S-A-R-A-H underscore A-N-D underscore D-I-P-I-T-O-U-S. Um, so find me on Instagram. Hopefully soon I'll be able to give you a couple other sites to find all of the work I'm creating for this project. Um, In the meantime, take a look there and keep listening. Subscribe. You have been listening to Story Arc. I'm Trevor Sutton. If you like my show and want to hear more, check out Stoic Tales 2018 at podbean.com and subscribe. Please comment, be part of the show, and leave reviews on iTunes. Thanks.